0: listening to the cynic weekly if you enjoy our weekly podcast you might be interested in finding out how to access even more cynic content by signing up for a full cynic subscription at the cynic.co you'll have access to celtic related podcasts throughout the week for a monthly fee you get access to a range of podcasts covering your favorite football club we cover a range of topics from news and current events to the history of the club analysis of games player profiles coverage of the women's team quizzes and much more We have our own app or you can download your private RSS link to podcast players. You can also access content via our website so you can listen in the way that works for you. To find out more, visit thecynic.co or email info at thecynic.co. We pride ourselves in being an independent platform. You won't be bothered by any outside advertising or folk trying to sell you stuff and you can cancel your subscription at any time. Thank you so much for listening to and supporting The Cynic.
1: Hello and welcome to the Cynic Weekly. It is Thursday, the thirtieth of March, twenty twenty-three, and we are looking forward to the weekend with getting Celtic back on the road to the Championship, or uh, at least uh, Ross County, I guess. Uh, I am your host, Christopher Gallagher, and uh, I'm joined as always by Christopher
2: Samani. Hello, Christopher. How are you, my friend? Good evening, Christopher. Lighter nights are here. <laughs> We're in uh, Cynic HQ. The lights flooding in the windows, some vibe, wee cup of tea. Can't wait for this.
1: Fucking hell, (laughs) Jesus. Love it. Superb. Um, Alan, any thoughts on Chris's introduction? Because it's one of the
3: best I've ever heard. Astounded, aye. I feel like I'm going to have to dampen it down a wee bit now (laughs) just to get the balance right. Um no, you actually give us a nice positive and intro. I'm um, good. The light nights are here. The st- what was it, the light streaming in and coffee. Uh so brilliant. <laughs> it's anyway. t- yeah. Christopher,
1: thank you very much for that. That was delightful. Uh we are back to discuss Celtic. Um Obviously, we, we obviously talk about the news and then we look at the games that have recently played uh, and then look ahead to the games that are coming up but obviously there, there has been no games played, we've been on international break so we'll have a couple of kind of featurey bits that we're going to do and then we'll look ahead to Ross County as well um, but Chris, you've missed Celtic as uh, I'm sure everyone has um, coming back into this you know, new phase of games I guess you could call it mm.
2: um, confidence levels 8.4 Chris 8.4 out of 10 <laughs> It's very specific, I love it, go on Um, No, I mean, confidence has been high for some time and it remains high Obviously we're going to Ross County on Sunday, which we'll come and talk about It's a game where, you know, in recent times we've actually won fairly comfortably You know, unless we stretch our mind back to the famous Ralston injury time winner Yes. yes, that's right But yeah, you know, what I like about this is We've got that game and then we're straight into the into the good stuff When we've got Rangers at Celtic Park on the 8th So I'm just really looking forward to it You know, it's the it's international break You know, I think it was probably good for our squad But we talked about it, you know, on here beforehand It's never good, you just start to miss Celtic pretty quickly um, So knowing the fact that it's, it's over And all that crap's done again for a wee while um, straight into the games and, and, and having Rangers so soon afterwards is just mouthwatering, Chris.
1: It's absolutely mouthwatering. Um, it's funny, Alan, I always think to myself, you know, when we have like so many games kind of in, over a small period, I always think, Do you know, the international break is coming at the right time. We'll have a wee break and then we can come back fresh. But literally, after the first game, after the first weekend, you're like, well, what else? <laughs> I want the football to come back. I want Celtic to come back. But Celtic are back now, Um, as of, of course, uh, Sunday. Um, Confidence levels, any kind of, I'm guessing, buzzing, Alan? Buzzing, man?
3: Yes, very much so. Uh, confidence levels are high. <laughs> I'm using a different scale from Samani. It's a, so R- yeah, so it's a got thing a, between us. you
1: the one the one to ten, and you've got the... Low, low, medium, or high. Low, medium, or high.
3: Obviously. um, So... I, I think you you start to maybe now get to the stage where you start to break down when you say confidence levels are high. What are you wanting? And I think everybody now is of the opinion that you want everything mm-hmm. and you want to you want it all, um, and you want it to be one of the greatest seasons. And you know certainly we've done four trebles in a row, but it doesn't take away in any way, shape, or form your appetite to go and do it again. And I think if anything, it's a wee bit more it adds a bit more to it that it's under a different manager and that it's a completely different team. You know, there's only, what, Callum McGregor, James Forrest, I suppose you say Anthony Ralston, you know, has been towards there there the end, yeah, yeah. But it's a completely different team. So for fans, we, you know, we've got a kind of recent experience of it, but for the players, it would just be, it would be incredible and given where we were like 18 months ago. So that's, I think, where I'm at. I've had the taking stock Time of the international break And now it's very much <laughs> On to business And it does Kick off very very quickly um, Because as you say You've got Ross County Then it's Rangers Before you know it Tickets are sorted For the semi-final And it's Yeah You're uh, planning your Hopefully what is a Busy busy main June
1: you said you can ha- um, you, that you want it all. To quote Yola Tango, you can have it all, which is a
3: very good song. And, oh, um, that's handy. Relates
1: to, I'm sure, it, you know Yola Tango, uh, an indie band, and um Spanish for It's My Ball, um, named after, a, I believe, a New York Yankees.
3: I'll leave it. There's um, a lot going on there. Yeah, there's a lot going Different languages, up. different yeah. sports. Yeah, and
2: uh, there's probably loads of lyrics that you could, you know, songs that you give could Give me another one, just give me one. From. You can have it all. Is that, what's that again? I'm not telling you.
1: You can have it. Sounds like
2: a cool play so. I, don't I so. actually don't know. <laughs> it's just in my head.
1: Do I, I, you know I, I, the tone at which you sang that? there, I'm like, I oh, know that song. <laughs> we'll have to uh, deliberate on that later. Um, just uh, obviously the Scotland game during the weekend. I know that you guys aren't big on international football, and that's fair enough. But it was a really good result. Um, I'm just thinking about guys like Cal McGregor. Um, you know, um, he'll be the main one. Celtic captain coming back. He'll be buzzing
3: yeah he it, it should be i um, especially given his role in that the particular victory, performance yeah. as well and um yeah it was a good obviously a good team performance and he's become he's really just become to steve clark what he is what he has been to every certificate manager over the last what since ronnie really mm-hmm. just yeah ever present reliable just always there but always at a Certain level as well, so yeah, more than just Celtic fans get to enjoy him every so often, which I don't know how I feel about, but um, no, he did well and I was delighted for him, so just glad hopefully when Andrew gives his press conference tomorrow that he's he's back and he's fresh and um, he might get an extra wee bit of time off. He played both 90 minutes, I think, as did, well, yeah. so. That's the only thing with being that good. Just I know. Throw in, a, throw in a shitty training performance every now and again. You don't, why do you need to be so good all the time? See, the, the the thing with McGregor
2: as well, and the point that you made about Clark, I mean, even thinking back to the Euros, you know, the the, the top of the, the, the hit parade for Scotland at that point was, um, his name's going out my head, Bradley Billy Gilmore. Gilmore. And McGregor was coming off the bench. Um, and then when he was, you know, he, he was performing. It's... It, he is exactly what, as you said, what he has been to a number of Celtic managers. See if you don't realise how good Callum McGregor is when you play him, you do, and he's quite rightfully, quite rightly, like a star for us and but also for for Scotland, as you said. Because I'm not really that bothered about Scotland. But did, did you watch it? Um, no, no, I watched right. the last
3: ten minutes or so. Um, but yeah,
2: good. Do you watch Al?
1: Yeah, I
3: did I. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a good, it was a good feisty game. Uh, we but a. Shenanigans on both sides, so it was good for uh, uh, it was a good good watch and good, obviously, a good win for Scotland. So, right. could not sound more and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not that like, you always add that wee caveat. I know he's on that, but it's not, it's just that I think just when you put that much into support and sales, I, th- I find it quite hard to don't have much spare. Aye, you don't have much, so you tend to we take the international break, break off, like, kind of like shake players. We just kind of sit about and watch <laughs> the football. <laughs> Absolutely. Like Ryan Jack. Like Ryan Just yeah. sit and watch for the sidelines. Scum. Um, uh, in regards to, we've got some news. Can I just point out, just whilst, but that was the one thing that made me feel that like I could enjoy Scotland's win a wee bit more. Because he that, was Just because I don't think there was any kind of participation in the victory from Rangers, so it made me kind of that wee you kind of go. and the, and the wee kind of sl- slide on it in my head, I went from jimmy johnson only get x amount of caps to well there's no rangers players playing so i could have moved from <laughs> one to the other Love if dragon jack had been played i'd have been all the way over here oh yeah i would be in people's ears as they come out of hand and saying many Ooh. many many caps did they get all
1: it's right, come um we've got some news uh, and we've got some questions as well as always so thank you for them we'll talk through them uh and then we got a couple of feature bits that we can do um brighton are the latest club to be linked with rio hitati um Howdy, <laughs> I looked, know. Uh, you know, I, I saw that come up on my feed, right? And uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I, I clicked on the article, there was nothing. Just somebody's went, who can we link Brighton with? They're quite good, they might get into Europe. Who's a good player? I we'll just pull him.
3: I, I really like it on articles like that. So You see when it's like, you click on it and it's like... I don't know whatever the website footy 24 7 and you think oh fuck that he's away and you're looking at this it chris kirkland believes <laughs> yeah. rio hitati is on the verge of a and you think oh, fuck's that link came from is an agent now but nah I just phoned him
2: yeah see the thing is as well about him being linked with brighton but not really see if i was sitting down cut like of cans to invent an article or write an article and, and make up a club that's linked me brighton's a good one brighton's you know are... qualifying for europe good good setup all that stuff Got an eye for players in alternative markets, you know, looking up to Scotland and stuff. I, I would have picked Brighton myself or Brentford. Any team beginning with B, to be honest with you. <laughs> did you did you write the article, out, Chris? Oh, <laughs> yes. Christopher, <laughs> chairmanny. <laughs> <for> <laughs> A bit weird that, but yeah, I So obviously, there's uh,
1: this is this is the whole thing that's just so frustrating. Like as you say, Alan, like when you click on these these links and it's like Chris Kirkland or like. Uh, Curtis Woodhouse. I'm yeah. trying to remember. You know. the,
3: who, somebody Curtis was doing Woodhouse, it. the guy that became
1: a boxer. <laughs> I, I, I said that I wanted a reaction
3: from you the last <laughs> there. That's There was a Is player they were using, using for a good while, like just after lockdown, kind of or that kind of first era when football was back. And I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody had never played in Scotland or anything like that. And Paul like, Robinson. Paul Robinson. That was it. He um, he had a lot of players linked to th- me. I always thought he was
1: the secret footballer because he ticked all the boxes but i think the secret footballer in the vertical was
3: an outfield player but he literally ticked all the boxes can you imagine if everybody bought all those books and read all those articles and they found out it's a fucking goalie like, <laughs> so he yeah. should been secret footballer in brackets but he has <laughs> a goalie
1: on, um but yeah i saw so that again that's the sort of kind of nonsense we're dealing with um but celtic have uh, signed up uh ex-southampton scout um kevin hamill and
2: hmm. uh, they sign his own players sorry was he just going to sign his own players oh, I've, I've spotted this cracking Japanese midfielder called Rio Hitati he plays for us oh fuck <laughs> he just he, oh he does the scout Celtic players and i know. see what's he going to do Jesus I didn't,
1: I didn't do it Alan's like aye what is he going to do Chris I didn't do it I <laughs>
3: I'd love it if the first deal announced as a contract extension for Rio Hattie. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's that good, you better re-sign him fair again. Re-sign
1: him. Um, yeah, so he's, he's, you're right though, to be fair, it's like he's got 10 years level of experience and for Southampton, his, his best work was signing Virgil van Dijk, Victor Winyama, Fraser Foster, um, the talent spotter, um, but I don't know. I, I don't Alan know much. Spotter. He's got like IPTV and a
2: Celtic <laughs> TV login on it.
1: Um, I, we don't know much about him, but yeah, you know he's, you know, this is kind of the the move. What I have seen with this though is I've seen a lot of people kind of react to it as kind of an uh, inference that Ange is going to stay, as if you know this is Ange's guy. But Alan, this seems like more not to do with Ange and more to do with the changing of the structure. Or am I reading that right or wrong? What do you think?
3: I'm, I'm not I'm not sure that I see a great change in structure having happened any time recently at Celtic or, or just
1: that. like more kind of, you know, signings for the backroom staff
3: yeah, I think the, you would expect with, you know, obviously record revenue um, expected and very successful on the pitch and we've seen the benefits potentially of scouting in other markets that you would be willing to invest somewhat in you know that area recruitment scouting data. I, I I don't see it as a big structural change though. Um, you need guys that are good talent spotters. Whether that's between using data or whether that's using you know their eyes and their experience and their contacts, you need a kind of a blend of all those things. So I I don't know a great deal about him. Obviously, Southampton have had some pretty shrewd recruitment over the years, and hopefully he's kind of played his role in that. So it's positive, but. I don't see bringing one scout in um, as any sort of indicative of any change in structure. I think if you were to see a kind of organisational chart from Celtic today and compare it to five years ago, there might be a few more bodies, there might be a couple more. I don't see anything that couldn't be undone fairly quickly. So it's not to be, it's good, it's positive. But I don't think it's. Um, it's not
1: been negative. It's just been realistic.
3: Yeah, I don't see it as. Look, I'm delighted with the product that we're getting at the moment, um, and I'm, I'm happy with kind of the status quo in that sense. And hopefully, this will improve things and improve the kind of players that we're looking at. But I don't see it as any structural change. Um, I see it as we're bringing in another. Employee who can hopefully help spot talent.
1: Yeah, and Chris, you know, a, a lot of people, um and by the way, I, I don't blame them for it. Like, they're kind of pinning the idea that Ange is going to stay because he's got another guy in, but this probably doesn't have a lot to do with Ange Postacoglu in regards to he's not went out and said, I want the guy from Southampton.
2: No, oh, and I mean, he turned up here on his own and a very unpopular, I mean, he was an unpopular choice at the time. What was even more unpopular was he was saying he was going to work with Gavin strachan and John Kennedy. And what Nobody slags them anymore Because of what's happened If you but win no one gives a fuck It doesn't He strikes me as a guy Who's got his own ideas And his own philosophy And he imprints that On the club Now obviously He doesn't do that on his own And he, and he needs he, he brings in Certain folk To kind of work alongside him But I don't particularly Think it's his guy uh, And I would tend to agree With Alan In terms of a Overhaul Or a change in structure At Celtic I don't think that's the case it's probably just this guy was easy to do business with, and we, we've, we've been linked with him, you know we've, we've sold several players to him over the years. It's probably an easy deal for Celtic to do. I mean, I don't know the guy, and I'm absolutely writing him off here, you know. But it,
3: it for me, it's just one of those deals that we do as opposed to link to anything else. I think you, we can be positive about this individual coming in, but it is a scout. And hopefully that's positive, but it doesn't mean that you're <laughs> going to give that scout free rein to scout of the world for talent. It needs to be part of a wider kind of project. And there's been some good steps in that direction. A lot of it I probably flew in the day that Ange Postecoglou came in because he had knowledge and experience of that, and he's maybe used his own contacts and his own experience. If you can try and build that up and get more people like that, then it can't do any harm. But you know, it's it's not one that I, I don't think it's one that I, I'll not be down the Celtic way. Hey, uh, welcome on his first day. <laughs> <laughs> we really are slaughtering this guy. You know, fuck it, I'll go down to Celtic Way. Right, let me know when he's coming in. I, 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 what's, it, what's his name again? Getting presented? <laughs> what's his name again?
1: <laughs> um, Stephen. Kevin
2: Hamill. Kevin Hamill. <laughs> we were in out of the support. Alan walks by with a duck. <laughs> fuck
3: off, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I'll be getting up the Celtic Way the next three weeks. Saying, by the way, is your name Kevin Hamill? <laughs> Eventually, Ham. somebody says yes. Uh, congrats and new kevin job, hamill
1: stand outside i will do everything in my power <laughs> to make success at the football club um that's all we ask for <laughs> come on Mal, <laughs> uh, but yeah i so i mean as we see like, a little bit of new kind of uh, recruitment for the backroom staff can only be a good thing and we'll see what that leads to um long term i put down here that Ange has been linked to spurs uh again it's all that sort of Wait, by the way i meant to I, I, I what I meant to say is I meant to check, but I didn't. Is Luis Enrique a free agent or is he managing someone just now?
3: I don't think he. I think he's
1: a free agent, right? Just I
3: uh... Are you thinking for Talk us? Amongst yourselves?
1: No, no, look. no, not for us. Just um, I just keep seeing him getting linked with Spurs and um, yeah, I just wondered uh, if he was a free agent. And I, I, it was an easy Google to be honest, but yeah. I didn't do it.
3: Uh, there you go this is really this is content for a celtic <laughs> podcast I um think.
2: but what what's your, i mean he is not in charge of anyone since he left spain
1: yeah because he left spain after the world cup right? Mm-hmm. right okay cool um just in regard to Ange, and you know uh, there was an article again uh, or i think it may have been on one of the radio stations where uh, march forza was talking about how you know Ange. he actually said that uh, uh, Ange. Would be up for the move in regards to its a level he could work at, but he might not want to leave Scotland, which I thought like leave Celtic, which I thought was a big positive. Chris, how are you feeling about Ange? How are you feeling about this summer? Let's say touch with everything goes to plan and we do kind of sweep the boards. Um, do you think that there would be a chance he would leave, or would do you think do you think that the Champions League is the thing that would potentially you know cement him staying? For that well, third season.
2: I think we've spoken, spoken about this before.
1: I think... It's because the, the, the speculation, specifically coming out this summer, is just going to become ridiculous, I think.
2: He's a bit... Andrew's a bit more... A bit of a different case than some other managers who've had domestic success in Scotland in that he's he's got a certain playing style and obviously he's had success in Japan and, and with Australia. And that's... And he's obviously well well-revered within certain coaching circles. You know, he was linked with the City group and things like that. However, not having any European success or even having a good crack at it probably takes him down a level. See, if we're we're talking about the Premier League here... Talking uh, about Spurs. Yeah, I think it probably takes him down a bit of a level in terms of what club he can attract. Now, is it possible that Spurs would try and go for him? Yeah, but it would be a punt for them because they would be able to attract managers that have got a bigger reputation, a better body of work Around them in terms of managing in the bigger leagues I mean they just had Antonio Conte Previously, they had Pochettino You know, whatever you think of Spurs as a club Well they're one of the biggest in the English Premier League So they've got a wide Kind of market that they can pick from And it's no disrespect To say that Ange would be a punt then it would be almost a project A kind of outside kind Because of,
1: they've had the Big fancy managers, you know Conte and all that, yeah. and that Maybe they would kind of flip Flip it to the point where We'll bring Alan while you're shaking your head
3: Because I don't think they will I think they'll just go With another big name man No I don't think Well he cut think, me off Because I, I was going to
2: get there Sorry sorry Chris. No no it's fine <laughs> it's, it's gone now you know
1: It's gone now But you I think right, he'll ready. stay <laughs> And give Europe go.
2: Another chance Don't let your ego
1: get in the way Come To get, on. Come on keep going You're to, doing well You're doing really to well To build his very, reputation I'm very proud
2: of you Come on To get a club Good Of a similar stature To got, Tottenham Hotspur We got there
3: on the end um, <laughs> You are <laughs> A dick. I will. Do you know <laughs> what? See, do you know he came in here full of energy tonight? Like you ask him. To I will. Do it. you know what? Now he knows how it fucking feels when <laughs> I come in with energy and tell you get something:
2: up. the clouds are going behind the sun's going behind the clouds. And do you know what? It's just like you. Oh, that, that seemed a bit real. No, no it wasn't. It was just a very good actor. <laughs> I I'm think joking.
3: Spurs will very much go down the route of another big name manager. I yes. don't think they'll go for Ange, but I think just taking a you know piggy off the back of the, the point, as a man he was making, see the important thing mm-hmm. for Ange is you think about what he said about other teams in this league and being aspirational see the idea for people if he wins a treble which is a long way away this season but if that did happen the idea that well you've kind of completed it I just find that no, I like that, yeah. domestically that's great because Celtic have won loads of trebles right so people from the outside might look at that but we haven't taken any steps forward really other than qualifying Mm-hmm. as a step forward and obviously there's a lot goes into that with coefficient etc but progress in the group or progress in the Europa League some sort of progress would be needed I think and there's loads to achieve here I really I would be surprised I don't feel that Andrew is at the point yet where he thinks nah my cycle is coming towards an end here because there will be a cycle and there will be a period of time that he probably did think about in advance when he came in I don't think two years is quite it and um I I'm fairly confident. I think the quotes that um right after the cup final, like I think we talked about them on here, the quotes after the cup final made me think he will be here next season. Beyond that, no idea. Maybe he doesn't even know, but I would be extremely surprised if he left between now and the start of next season because of those quotes and it would be um it would be what burnt again. I suppose would be the, not, the expression not. for me if, if because I've been here before but when you come out after a cup final when people think yeah you're starting to take in a, you're in a good position in the league and you say about actually people might be surprised how, how much longer I'm here for I think you can only read that as one way that I'm fully intending to be here next season
1: also maybe Celtic's Ange's level And I don't mean that disrespectfully to us or him But maybe it's a perfect match And he might just look at it and think Do you know what, I can do lots more stuff here Over the next two years, maybe it will only be two years But maybe it is just that perfect melding together
2: I think one of the key things about it as well Is, is his, been his ability to shop in different markets At more of our price range as well Because when we had Rogers and OK Rogers. Certainly, in hindsight, that we can quite clearly see, he wanted to tick the Celtic box. That was it. He wasn't here for whatever any length of time. He was here to tick that box, kind of polish his reputation and go back down south. Um, but very quickly, one of the the bones of contention for him was the transfer funds, and he was kind of asking for nine million quid for Castagne and things like that. And as a club. I think we've always always said that we probably could have pushed the boat about, out a bit more and spent some more cash. am not going to change my mind on that, but it's a far more comfortable fit, and we don't really have that conversation much now because, so far, the manager's been able to find incredible value in places that we would just not have looked before. And that's comfortable because there's probably no friction with the board. Now, I know Lol left, and now he's come back to me <coughs> or whatever, but see if you're going, listen, I want £4 million for a a 21 year old Canadian whatever age Alistair Johnson is you know that's a lot easier than going and saying I want to spend 9 million pounds on a whatever he was 26 year old I don't even know what age Castagne was but see in terms of the players were buying the fees were paying and also then the ability to probably get money back from them there's a real harmony there in terms of where we're, we're, we're buying players So I think that friction doesn't exist there And as long as he's winning then And there's still goals for him to achieve I don't know why he would want to go well, Other than the money But see, if even if he went to a club like Spurs You know, he wouldn't You know, it worked here very quickly and But if it didn't work there very quickly He's, he's right on the scrap heap again I mean, th- And he knows that too he, He'll know that as well it's a
1: you know people always talk about how it's the best league in the world and you know the money and all that and I totally get that and I understand you know people are aspirational Ange Postecoglou is clearly aspirational but that see if I was him in this position I would think I would think twice I'm not saying I would not I wouldn't you know go to an attractive proposition but you would kind of think twice Alan just because you know six months in twelve games fifteen games in you could be at a job yeah. I, I- not yes, to say you wouldn't take it, not to say I, you
3: wouldn't I, take See, it. that's it. I think everybody, even not necessarily in football, you offer somebody a job with, you know, more responsibility, bigger budget, I think they'll take it and they'll believe that they can do it. Yeah. Um, and it's confidence I've, I've, in themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's the same as managers aren't really much different from players in the sense that they want to manage at the highest level and they probably want to maximise their opportunities. Um, and I know it might sound kind of grim, but... You go there, you get a two-year deal, and you get sacked after eight weeks. You'll see most of that money. You'll be fine. You know, it's. I know that's. I'm not saying that that's how Ange thinks. I'm not even passing comment on other managers. Everyone goes there thinking they'll make a success of it. People look at that and think, "I've got Harry Kane as my centre forward, so I'll make it work. I'll build the team around him." Loads of people do it. It's. It's a club you'd rather avoid, if I'm being entirely honest. Um, but. You never know, but I don't. Th- I don't think it'll be. Answer- I don't even think it'll be on the shortlist. No, I am one hundred percent convinced they want a big name to come in and do what they can, keep Harry Kane for another three, four years, so he sees out his career there.
2: I mean, maybe, maybe I am kind of overstating it, and you're right. You know, if somebody comes in with a big offer, he'll take it. He treats me as the sort of guy that would want a bit more leverage in terms of negotiating. Because see, right now, say Spurs did for Tong's sake come in for him, he's not really got much. Oh, I'd want to do this, or I'd want to do that. The conversation would be, do you want the job or not? Whereas if he had more success in Europe, maybe a, a kind of bigger body of work around him, he's maybe got more in that negotiation, I think. I don't know. I've been hurt before, Christopher, but... <laughs> We've all been hurt. I've opened my heart once more. <laughs> just one, quest- one question before we move
1: on. Um, what do you think, and I know it's different and there's a case-by-case scenarios and, you know, everything changes just depending on managers and clubs and leagues and everything, but... What do you think the kind of time frame is with the manager now? Do you think it's a lot shorter than it was before in regards to manager coming in and coming out and when they kind of... Like, in regards to projects... Like, Martin O'Neill was at Celtic for, what, five years? You're not really going to see that anymore, are you? People, Managers are probably... Even at the top level, even probably down to smaller levels, it's probably a a quicker turnaround.
3: Or maybe not. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you look at us since since O'Neill, it has been between for the successful managers it's been a three to four year period um but i think within that i wouldn't even look at that as an average and take that because there's so many varying circumstances in yeah, there. yeah yeah you know Strachan was successful but it came to a kind of natural end lennon was successful came to a kind of natural end ronnie dialer probably shorter of the average brendan rogers was very aspirational so they're all very different within that so Yes, yeah, I don't know if you can read too much into that. I think if a manager's happy, if Ange wants to make progress in Europe, I think you'll need to be looking at towards five years, I think, for it to be... Because for us to make progress in Europe, I think, will take time. I don't think there's an idea that we'll go on next year and make last 16. I'd no. love it, but it's unlikely. But if you can chip away at it year on year, and you've seen that smaller clubs in Europe can do that, but the one thing that they need is experience. They need to keep... A somewhat core of a group together And they need to play more games in Europe And see when you only get six Champions League games a year It's not a lot of football
0: And
1: then the players do really well And they're obviously yeah. linked away And uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Chris have you got any kind of thoughts on that? Just on that idea of like the cycle of a manager
2: Um, Obviously it's rare to have managers Having a long tenure Like guys like Ferguson down in Man United You know That seems to be a thing of the past
1: Guardiola's been there for quite a while But that's obviously a different kettle of fish isn't it
2: Yeah, I think it's totally... You need to kind of have synergy in terms of um, success, you know, not outgrowing your kind of environment and, you know, the, the, the board kind of being on board with it. So it doesn't always happen. But for me, it seems as if... Talked about that. No disharmony with the board. The fans love him. He's obviously coming here. He's having success. And, you know, without being disrespectful to... The J League or uh, the Australian manager's job. He's in Europe now. Obviously, there's still tiers to go within Europe, but in terms of where football's at, Europe is 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 seen as the you know the, the biggest place you can come and play. So when you've got all these when you've got all these things kind of combined, as long as he's not you know the, the external factors of maybe jobs in the Premier League aren't you know kind of hovering over him, it does seem as if he could stay here you know for that length of time. As we said, it's not rare. Everything kind of needs to line up. But as it stands just now, you know, I could see that happening. But things change very quickly. And we're very fickle too. So if it doesn't, you know, if if, if things start to kind of turn around and change, not this season, hopefully, or next season, we'll be talking about it. One trick pony, It needs to change the way he plays, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> that, that's a kind of point that I was thinking as well. like Hypothetical... Under any manager, <laughs> given the circumstances of the league and where we're at at the moment from the position of power we're at, and by the way, we've got recent experience of going from fucking very high to very it's low, medieval. very quick. Yeah. Could you see a scenario where a Celtic manager, any Celtic manager, comes in, doesn't win the league and keeps a job? I mean, last year would have been Andrew's probably only chance at that because he came into an absolute mess going forward. No. If we didn't win the league... And you'll be happy Is is it it likely that people would say Yeah, do you know what? It's been really good We stick with it We're competing head on head With one other team And we've got quite a significant advantage over them If he doesn't win the league Or any manager doesn't win the league I think it is quite hard To see the idea that We could have a manager And they don't win the league for Look look at, you know Gerard doesn't win the league for what? Two years? Three years? And then you win a league? Could you imagine... That scenario where we don't win the league that long And you still stick with a manager F- Fuck me no. It can be an extraordinary
2: set of circumstances In terms of We're and You know A dozen youngsters in this team That we think we've got a really good yeah. crop And I remember Lowell saying a few years ago Saying um, We couldn't do that We couldn't do so. that We wouldn't do that Because we would have to We would have to kind of You know concede the point that we might not win the league like Ajax have done, you know, in terms of getting to the Champions League Was that
1: before or after Rangers went kaput?
2: (laughs) Well, that was the time to do it. Ah, I remember Lennon being in charge at one point and we, you know, we were playing some youngsters. I remember playing at home against Hibs and we had um, I can't remember who we were playing but I think we had two or three in there and we were very stuffy we were very sticky and then he was just abandoned it so because I remember thinking at the time you know you're going to have more breathing space in the league if we've got players that we think have got the potential to make it you can start to blood them in a lot of games it just didn't happen
0: yeah
1: I mean <clears throat> you know I'm not going There's no, no, we're not going to go over all ground and you know shit on Neil Lennon but at that point he just wanted to you know win the league And I don't think he cared about developing youngsters and if that wasn't his remit then fair enough I,
3: I don't think he's the only manager that thinks like that as well though and yeah. no, that's not to defend him but I think look if you've got to win a league then w- w- where are the easy games where do you get unless you've got a really incredible talent even you look at the way Kieran Tierney came through it wasn't because they, the, the club thought this guy needs an opportunity because he's amazing it was of, because of injury left and yeah. he was a winger and he can have, so Football is bizarre at times So I think there's a lot of managers That wouldn't think about Right One of the things I want to be judged on Is how I develop young players A lot of those guys Aren't head coaches at big clubs
2: Yeah And I mean yeah, Going sideways as well When Rangers went kaput And then and Started again You know I remember um, Hearing a lot of talk about Doing exactly that From their perspective Putting young players <laughs> in And building up a team And they immediately went out And bought jobbers Like Ian Black Do you know what I mean yeah. Filling them Teams at right? So I think that mindset of just going out to try and win probably exists. But going back to the original point, could we foresee a situation where probably not is the answer, but if there was an extraordinary crop of young players and they were explicit about it,
3: maybe we'd get some leeway. That's about the only thing I can think of. See if Celtic went bust today and we went to that scenario that Rangers did. Who do you think our Kevin Kyle would be? Ah, one hundred percent. Think it'd be Stephen Fletcher.
1: Oh, look, you've got you've already. Ah, uh, uh,
3: Stephen Fletcher in the third division on thirty goals, Fucking twelve grand a week or something. Aye, hundred percent.
1: There's a bit of you that's like, bring on, bring on, guys.
3: It's like the journey, mate. <laughs> the journey. I'd, I'd love the journey. <laughs> I'd love the journey down in fucking whatever. Fucking hell.
1: Anyway, moving on. Um, there was a kind of, uh, obviously it was the uh, Celtic legends versus Liverpool legends down in, in Liverpool that raised a lot of money on uh, the weekend, which is good. and uh, Shea Given was in goal for Celtic, and Inc. he made some comments about how... Joe Hart can carry on playing for Celtic for many more years. Um, th- this leads us into a question from Scott Murphy. Hello, panel. Firstly, happy birthday, Jota. Which we'll get happy to. Happy birthday,
2: Jota. Happy
1: birthday, Jota. 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 Say happy
2: birthday. Happy don't, birthday. You just, don't you say his name. Happy birthday. <laughs> Jota.
3: can't even say it in his native language. Disgusting.
2: Horrendous. Do, uh, you, do you not know how to say happy birthday in Portuguese?
1: Oh, I, I, I've got a... Nah.
3: He's he's got one language. Yeah, I speak the language of love.
1: Um, Scott Murphy uh, messaged on WhatsApp and said,
3: "That feels sick."
1: Hello, panel. Uh, Firstly, happy birthday, Shaw. Secondly, what's Alan's favourite stretch? Uh, you need to say it in the weird part, Jess' voice uh, he used in the agenda. We recorded the agenda, which we do every single Monday. Um, it drops at one pm. And uh, Alan thought he was off making, and he made a funny comment. And uh, we had a lot of comments about it. Oh, stretch, I heard that the stretching stretch. part. What's your favorite? What's your favorite stretch, Alan?
3: I like. A come in, come in, please. Sorry, I like a good uh, two man hamstring stretch. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do it in a passage voice. Two man. <laughs> no, I, I like. Hands over the shoulder and a wee kind of classic thigh stretch. Cause you get a wee chat as well. None of the none of the yoga stuff. Uh, none of the kind of adventurous ones. No, no, no downward dog or anything like that. Just a good old thigh stretch. Good stuff. Calves as well, cause they tend to burn up pretty easy. Great stuff. Uh, good chat.
1: Good love. <laughs> good love. Fuck. Um, good chat. Uh, stretch. Stretch. <laughs> uh, just say the random. Just say the
2: randomly. I heard just. them. I held them. It was. Uh, Quite disturbing,
1: yep, that's on the agenda. The agenda drops every Monday. Uh, if you go to the cynic.co, cynic.co you can sign up uh on a monthly basis for daily Celtic podcasts covering everything.
3: Why, why would you play right <laughs> after <laughs> yeah, that? <I> <laughs> it's probably not the opportune moment for an ad. I think it's perfect to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'd keep an eye on anybody that subscribes on the back of <laughs> that,
1: yeah. But yeah, um, cynic.co, uh, check it out, podcasts daily. Um The final bit of his question is, Thirdly, is Joe Hart Succession Planning your most important transfer business of the summer? Pretty simple question. Um, Is it the most important? Is it... In regards to if you had a list of positions you want to replace?
2: Aye, I mean, sorry, there was a wee gap there. No, 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 no. No, Come in, come in, come in. (laughs) No, I think we've mentioned it before. I think there's probably a school I thought that thinks that we maybe need... Better ball players at the back. Um, I mean, we've, we've covered this. We've talked about this before. I think the easiest person to change to improve a distribution from the back would be the goalkeeper. Again, not going to go over all ground in terms of Starfield and, and Carter Vickers and things like that. You can definitely improve very easily and very quickly on that with Joe Hart. Um, he's a guy who. Came to us um, at the right time, you know, in the right time for him in terms of where he was with his career. But what we've seen over the last, you know, year or so that he's been here is he's still a, go- a goalkeeper with a lot of attributes. But he's a goalkeeper with a lot of weaknesses, which probably tells you why his career maybe kind of took a step back, you know. Got a lot of love for Joe Hart. I think he's been really, really good for us. Um, but I think we can do better. And I think that's probably... Probably one of the main things in the summer for us.
1: See, going into the summer, um, Alan, I know we have discussed this, um, so we don't want to go over too much to uh, to go over it too much again. But like, see if lining up in that Champions League first game um, and Joe Hartson goals, you know, I I don't think I personally I don't think I would be like, oh my god, that's the worst thing ever, or Joe Hart and goals disaster written all over it. But I would be like, mm, we'd have a better chance if we had maybe someone else in goals. Is that is that fair?
3: I, th- I think it is and it, we all do a wee caveat where we say something because we all really him. like him yeah exactly and he has, you know he's been incredible and he's been a, a great signing for us over you know the peace and he looks like whenever he does leave here whether it's in a year two years the summer whenever he's going to leave with a lot of medals um, and that's ultimately what it's all about but we're talking about progress in Europe we're not talking about progress in the Conference League or even the Europa League, you're talking about the Champions League. See, for us to amass enough points to actually <laughs> qualify, uh, you know, for the to drop down into third, uh, fr- sorry, from third into the Europa League, or to actually qualify top two, the team needs to be elite, top to bottom. And there's a couple of areas where we don't really have proper competition, and screaming out number one is goalkeeper because. There isn't a backup that has at any point in this season put Joe Hart's position in jeopardy. Mm. Now, we don't know what goes on at Lennox Town. It's a direct fight for one jersey. Ange Postacoglu has not seen fit to give minutes, I think, other than one game to Ben Segrist, who's been injured recently. So there's no optimism there that that would change over the summer. And if it did, the, the two players in backup do not have any experience at playing at that level in Europe. So it's going to be extremely difficult. It's a really, really difficult area to recruit in, but it has to be priority one because the the 10 outfield players could have the best games of their careers, but you need 11 players if you're playing against teams like Real Madrid, or even the second seed. You need elite players top to bottom. And I, I think ultimately the six games we had this year in the Champions League probably proved that Joe Hart stood out a little bit as one of the players that was maybe not up to scratch and didn't do the things that he does do domestically. And I think that's usually the sign of a step being too far. And you see that for players all over the park. See when they're not able to do at that level what they can do domestically. That's it. It's maybe just a wee indicator that the levels... And he's not the only one. It's not not to say that he's the only player. There's other players in that team that I really think, if we're talking about being a, a team that can compete to qualify, that there's tough decisions to be made over. So it's not just Joe Hart. But if you're asking what number... The kind of the first go to is, I think, it is goalkeeper. I think that is the keyest area to improve to make that immediate jump up. Yeah, I
2: think he's as well as since he's came in. As much as he's been terrific um, over the piece, some some of the ways you know he's playing in the park. You've said there's a mistake in him, and the biggest high profile mistake that he's made came in the Champions League. You know when he gave the ball away. Now we'd, we've talked about Craig Gordon last week. He had a catalogue of them, you know what I mean. So, it's not it's not uncommon for us in Europe, but he's got away with some of that in terms of the pressure and you know in in his ability to play out from the back. He didn't felt under pressure, gave the ball away, and, and we lost a goal. And as much as you can't base it all on that, it's it's a sign that you know you need to be sharper at that level, and he's maybe he's maybe not.
3: I wouldn't be, you said that obviously if we go into that first game, I really wouldn't be surprised though, and it's not but for lack of trying, but it's for it's going to be very difficult and see whoever we do bring in, you might find that they are not the immediate option, they are not the, we think this is the guy to take us forward, what you might find is next year there might be a interim kind of step or you might get someone even for a year, two years who you think can do better, but he's not that we always like to think that you go from that guy to who's a goalkeeper for the next five years. Mm. You might not get that. You might get a slight increase. And I think that's where you might need to... People might be a wee bit uncomfortable because they think, well, we'd rather Joe Hart got it for another year. But I think I'm firmly in the camp of we need to bring a goalkeeper in it needs to be an improvement.
1: Yeah, uh, another couple of questions. Um, Jake Maguire um, for the panel with his success the team is having and will continue to have obviously the links for Ange will get louder and we know he won't be here forever unfortunately so with regards to transfers do the panel think we should spend a little more in the window to buy more tactically flexible players so if or when a system change happens it won't affect on-field success or do they not matter because players are naturally more technically flexible now anyway look at your wee face what's your rat bag face saying go on
3: that was to just for the listener that was to Chris Samani
2: that <laughs> outburst? Sorry, Chris. I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer, Christopher. You were before he said something. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, in terms of technically flexible players, t- tactically flexible players. I mean, I suppose. I mean, how would you define that in the first question? But I suppose the second one is: I think the managers probably having those conversations with players anyway. You know, when he when he's looking to sign them, we've heard about. Patrick Roberts didn't, you know, meet the mark in terms of wanting it enough for being a player um, that the manager thought he could work with. Whereas Matt O'Reilly came in, apparently there was, you know, real synergy around some of those ideas. So I think there's probably some players at the club that aren't able to do as much in different positions, but I think the manager will have that in his mind going forward and those are the conversations he has. It's not just about mindset, will to win, wanting to be part of what we're doing here. I think uh, some of that will be part of it. So um, I think yeah. I
1: think one of the things as well is you know how Neil Lennon, um, kind of changed formation, and we had a lot Every of. Week. But you know we went from a four, basically a four-two-three-one to a three-five-two, and it, there was a lot of players who just, and we're going to talk about formation various formations in, in a couple of minutes as well but you know what I mean Alan I, I kind of get where Jake's coming from like we're buying players specifically for this system and then the system a new manager comes in and goes actually yeah we're going to play three at the back or we're going to play you know a different style and there might be some players who won't fit in but isn't that just natural when it comes to the changing
3: yeah I, th- I think it is if you change manager a manad- a new manager could come in here in the summer and look at Dyson Maida and want to play a possession based style of football but not want to press as hard and might look and think he's not for me He's not for me because you know I don't feel that he's used to the ball he's not got a cutting edge pass um, and you take away his biggest asset overnight potentially you know he's made a plane and a lot of teams would just be wasted not because he's not an exceptionally talented player but because one of his assets you're taking away so there is always that natural turnover of players I don't like I like the idea of the club planning ahead and thinking worst case scenario you know Jake sounds like he maybe works in like risk or something like that because he's thinking of what do we do if and that that is good but that shouldn't be looking at the players that should be at a higher level and I think is that
1: back to the structure thing
3: yeah and I think maybe where actually to maybe change it a wee bit is it would be better for us to not think right okay let's give a manager different types of player even though he maybe doesn't necessarily want that let's actually think when this manager goes whenever that is if it's in three years' time, four years time, whatever. It keeps getting seas, it keeps ah, no, getting It's about then thinking, right, when we make the next appointment, one of the considerations you might want to have is whether whether or not you go for a similar style manager, a manager that might want to play that same way or a version of that so that then the turnover is maybe reduced a wee bit. Because if we went from Anthropos to Coglu and get Steve Clark in in two years there'll be a big turnover of players I think the players would be okay because the players would adapt and players I'm, would I'm manage terrifying
1: the fash. Oh,
3: that's everybody's getting all excited about these Scotland results <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think the players to answer the question, players are flexible players will manage but I think what you want to do is, is actually you want to try and make, have a overarching view of what you want to do with the club so that when you go from one manager to another, because by the way that in tough times that can be every six to nine months you don't want to have to then change the personnel completely and you want to just maybe tweak it a wee bit so don't change anything we're doing just now yeah good, good system but don't appoint Steve Clark as <coughs> next manager would be my it is,
2: um, it is from a position that's, that's of terrifying
1: should... by the way I just... it
2: is and even I think at our lowest ebb you know there's a lot of people who would have said I'll take Steve Clark but there was still even then some people going whoa 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 whoa,
1: whoa. whoa.
3: so whoa whoa quite like Steve Clark I like him as well but not as, as a, a person line, or as, or as a manager I, I don't know if anybody likes Steve Clark as a person I don't think anybody knows anything about him he keeps he does well at keeping himself private he, he does, uh, hey. he does um, yeah. must have his wee Instagram account locked locked I seen him in the West End once Oh, that was
2: it <laughs> 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 couldn't tell much about his personality he kind of from seeing him in, on the street <laughs> Aye, that's whoosh.
3: weird I was in the West End at weekend never seen him
2: <laughs> no I saw you you and took a swerve on the side street. That was good, Alan. I like that.
3: Um, We got a quick message from
1: Troy that ties in nicely um, with kind of what we're about to talk about. Hi, lads. Um, Ange has hinted a possible change of formation, presumably for the Champions League. What do you think that will look like and will it have implications regarding summer transfer targets? And then he puts uh, in inverted commas and stretch, um, which is for Alan. In um, let me ask you this right i was thinking about this today um and let's kind of pad this out in regards to how we think this would go if celtic were to change to a 3-5-2 for the champions league next season but only let's just look at it from from now let's say the squad that we have now obviously because we can't predict who's going to be in charge let's let's look at it so the back three who do you think the back three would be Kobayashi, Starfelt. starfeld ccb would it be that simple
2: i on the
3: basis of who we've got right now
1: yeah just just on who we've got right now just on who we've got right now
3: yeah
1: but maybe, I maybe think not that,
3: that third slot i think it's a big assumption there with kobe ashe oh no, t- no t- i'm not saying my great deal and to just hand out a start <laughs> in the champions league it's, it would be between him and Stephen welsh really um and I, i've seen a lot of Stephen welsh i haven't seen a lot of kobe ashe so you said
1: what well, we talked about this one time before we didn't go into this much detail but you said arson johnson
3: in the back three, mm-hmm. potentially. Well, he played the back three with Canada. He's physical. Um, you know, he's... I think he would be fine there. Do you know what it would be? It wouldn't be dissimilar to the way Scotland u- utilised Kieran Tierney. Yeah, that's, I think, as yeah, in, yeah. athletic, strong, like both sides of the game. It's... The one thing, and it's hard to tell, is just that intelligence. Because if you're playing a the back three, the one thing you need to be is really, really clever at reading the game. Because you make one step out, you overthink, um, you over anticipate you're caught a position it just leaves so much space um, that
1: happened with Tierney at the, the very very start of his Scotland career and, and obviously um, you don't get as many games as Scotland but he's such an elite level player that yeah. he, you know, he, he cleaned it up pretty quickly you don't get that in the Champions
3: but League back three is, is so unforgiving see if those guys don't communicate properly and don't know exactly what they're doing you will look stupid. You will look really stupid.
1: So, I mean, from what, what would what if we can come to an agreement? Who do you think would be the third? Would it be Steven Welsh? Would it be Kobayashi? Just on the basis of right now,
2: I I would well I would say Kobayashi on the basis, even on the basis that I don't know enough about him because he's naturally left footed, um, and that would give a bit of balance to that back three.
1: That so, Kobayashi on the left, Carl um, Starfelt on the right, and CZV would be the. The spare man in the middle, I guess. That be... I
3: think staff would probably get the middle slot if I'm being honest. Okay, he's the most probably the most aggressive and probably would, the one that would be central. But aye. I think it would be Kobe Ashi, but I just the assumption that he definitely no, would no, be. no, no, uh, yeah, you know, the, maybe they can kind of uh, well, well, let's
1: talk about okay, let's if this is a back, um, this is the D5 too. In, in regards to <sighs> wing backs, what what do you think, Chris? <laughs> Well, again, have, we can have a discussion about it because obviously Greg Taylor as the inverted fullback has, you know, his games went up a number of levels compared to him being just a left back um, because he's playing the inverted role real well. Do you think he could play the the wing back role? Did he get enough kind of... No, I think he's great. It doesn't it doesn't would it, suit, would it suit him? It,
2: Greg Taylor for me, no, he's, he's, he's very comfortable as playing in the inverted fullback role I mean, I think as a traditional kind of normal left-back, don't think he was particularly good at getting to the touchline um, going forward. He doesn't strike me as the sort of guy that would be comfortable playing in a 3-5-2. But what other option do we have? Uh, my either. But, but, I mean,
1: well, yeah, that's the thing you've got to remember, because obviously there's going to be three central midfielders and two strikers.
3: Well, I think maybe just to throw a wee span on in the works, maybe a 3-2-4-1. So, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I like the idea of that. Two kind of. Okay, three, two, four, one. Fingers. Three, two, four, one. Okay. And actually, instead of picking what would be Taylor and Johnston, because as says says, I mean, there's no alternative. You could go Burnaby, but Champions League mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would be alert to that. Um, and Taylor, I don't think would suit that kind of up and down. Whereas if you go Maeda and a winger, Maeda I don't think you'd have any worry about. The other side you would because it would be yeah. what Jota or Haxabanovich or Abada or Forrest. You know, getting, just, getting those guys to do the work back the way. It's fine getting them to do it just now when they've got people behind them, but asking them actually to cover that space. And then you have kind of four across the front. So I don't know. You don't, you don't necessarily need to do it and have two up front.
1: Yeah, fair. that's a good point. So if it was three, two, four, one, you would have Awata McGregor or McGregor Hatati. Or I
3: think the kind of two sitters would be between Awata, Cal and Rio.
1: What would you put? What
3: What would your instinct say if you're if you were the manager? If I, I think Cal Mac and Rio because they're both very good, but with the amount of games you're playing, if you're playing that system every week, you would need to rotate guys. So I think it would be between those three, and they would chop and change.
1: What about yourself, Chris? Would you, Would that appeal to you to see Celtic play that system in formation? Um, something very different To what we see just now Or would you just like it To just say the way it is You know why Kind of stopping I mean it's, uh,
2: it's a hypothetical discussion And I know we're on a podcast And that's the place To have hypothetical discussions But it's difficult to have it When we're Shoehorning the personnel We've got in just now Because Already we're starting to tweak On a traditional three-five-two system Because we don't have The players to play it Um and I think the thing about a three-five-two as well is obviously we've seen it under a, a, under Martin O'Neill. It, it's it you need the right players in the right positions, otherwise it just becomes it, you know it, it just becomes really messy. So the double pivot—I know you guys like that phrase, you know—I <laughs> uh, know that in the Champions League, I'm not kind of totally wedded to any sort of formation, but I could see why if we had two quality sitters in in the Champions League. You know, in whatever formation, that that would maybe give us a bit more stability in terms of, um you know, making us harder to score against in the Champions League. Now, how we would bring that in and how that would affect our style or or, or whatever, I, I'm not going to speculate on because I don't particularly know. But the tactical changes, I don't know if it necessarily would be something as moving from where we are just now. To a three-five-two. Um, what do you think he'll do if he does do something
1: change different? Do you think it will just be mentality, or because the way he, talk, he talks about he talks about the kind of formation in a in a very kind of well he talks about it in a tactical way, but like he talks about how they do about a three or four different formations and three or diff, three or four different parts of the game. You know, when attacking yeah. and defending and all that. So,
2: do you think he he will kind of change it for the Champions League because? something's got to change i think he might but again it goes it goes back to what we i think he needs to if oh, he wants to if he wants to have success in the champions league i don't think we should really beat around the bush there last season was fun being there for very small periods other than that i think it exposed some you know deficiencies in the team and don't get me wrong i think we're a better team this year than we were last year in terms of uh, it, The half of the season from when we played in the Champions League, sorry. Um, And I think we're getting better. We've already strengthened from there on in. But I think fundamentally, you know, the, the, the periodic success we had with Real Madrid was entirely built on running about, you know, just 100 miles an hour to kind of compete in their level. The minute that dipped, we were picked off completely. That's not a sustainable model going forward. So we have to do something... tactically in terms of where we are just now but I don't know how radical it's going to be in terms of because he's a guy who's wedded to this the philosophy of playing attacking football so he's not going to suddenly turn around and we're going to become this kind of defensive side but he's, I think he knows as well as any of us that he can't do what he did this season, next season if we get to the Champions League so how he's going to do that I don't know but it might involve... It might involve a change in in the midfield in terms of having more kind of cover in front of the back four. There's other guys on these pods, Chris, that would know more about, you know, how we would maybe build that in tactically. But I do think he's looking at it and I think that's for good reason.
1: Chris, Alan, what's your kind of thought? Good points, Chris. I I agree with you as well. What's your kind of
3: take? I think the point about having to change something is valid because we had a discussion just before this about bringing in a new goalkeeper. Great, so you bring in one other player who improves the starting line-up too. So if you draw, even if you get a similar draw to last year, which was fairly kind, I mean, yeah, we don't need to go over that, but it was fairly kind to us. You go in next year, you get a tough draw. It doesn't matter if you've got a much better goalkeeper and you've got one other player. If you've got two effectively pop one teams in it, then it's going to be difficult. So the idea that one player can change it for us and we play the way we did this year. I just don't think stacks up. So it is then about being creative. What can you do? And everything then comes with risks. I think the the thing that makes me think that he might look at it is just some of the kind of comments and some of the recruitment. I think does look like it maybe is lending himself bringing in Awata. I think he is a player that would want to play in that area. Um, but I you're think, not going to drop McGregor. No, exactly. But then if if you if there's two go, positions, if, if there's two yeah. slots there. Um, you know, he might trust Awata to play a little bit higher up, but to me he doesn't look like a player that is an attacking type player. He looks like he needs to play in that kind of sitting looks in front tidy, of the yeah. um so, sorry, sitting in front of the centre half. So I think the recruitment would lend itself to it. But if you were going to do it, there would be areas that discussion we had at the start about having to improve, I think if you wanted to play say a three, two, four, one or a three five two, you would need to recruit. And one of the areas that we haven't thought about that you would need to recruit in immediately is a central midfield if you play any of these systems because I think you would have to look at the players in that position. You would need to move some out and bring some in. So I think you would have to... Guys like Turnbull, that obviously we've talked about before, you would need to turn them over and bring in, I think, higher quality players because it just becomes so important. So I think um, the summer window might lend itself to giving a bit more information, but I would change it if you're asking me what system... I'd just be sticking my finger in there to be honest because Aye, exactly. Aye. you need to wait and see and that, that's why Ange is the head coach that's why he is, you know one of the kind of foremost coaches because he, he might have tactical solutions to this that he hasn't shown us yet Yeah,
1: and let's, let's hope that's uh, let's hope we, we do come up with something for next season
3: Can you imagine Oli or Bottle if he starts the first Champions League game next year a way to pick a team Napoli Napoli, Napoli. <laughs> reigning champion 3-4-3 <laughs> yeah. three, three, yep. first game I'm in ah, I'm it. in what, what did Napoli beat Rangers what was the score 100-0 billion now it's funny they're absolutely hot embarrassing
1: embarrassed themselves <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing yeah, excellent uh, I just uh, the kind of other um, kind of thing we wanted to do was last week we had uh, we chose an invincible versus current team and we um, kind of balanced out pretty well um, I think we had, yeah it was the same uh, we obviously picked McGregor for both sides, um, which isn't an option this time um, because we're going to do Martin O'Neill's he didn't, didn't
2: play
3: under Martin O'Neill that's why he <laughs> carry on feels like just <laughs> been there forever.
1: Um, so we're going to basically we've got the Martin O'Neill 0304 team um, which was pretty damn all-conquering domestically, at least. Um, they were just—they're just one of the best teams I think I've ever seen Celtic play. And you know, we we talk about how fantastic they got to the quarterfinals, the chat um, of the um, UEFA Cup. They beat Barcelona. Lots of real, real high points. Um, so we're going to pick a team um, based on a, a combined combined team combined between obviously. the O three O four team and the current team. Um, we'll go with the four three three formation
3: again okay uh just because we Good. did for last week as well neither manager will be happy that's ideal absolutely <laughs> Compromise.
1: Uh, so let me let me talk you through the and the, the goalkeepers that played no four seasons. see when you look at goalkeepers like okay so joe hart um i don't know the numbers off the top of my head but he's played almost every game with the exception of one douglas get like 15 games uh, headman get 16 games and uh, marshall get like 14 games it's not a great sort of it's not ideal that is it alan um
3: none of them grabbed it
1: none of them well marshall came in then obviously yeah with the uh, douglas's uh sus- he gets suspended because he gets it off gets it.
3: any of that the barca then ranges away and it was excellent on them both absolutely
1: uh goalkeeper um from the O three O four team we've got rap douglas <laughs> uh headman and marshall and remember it's the keeper at this time as well it's not necessarily what they did you know afterwards it's this keeper from 0304 mm-hmm. um heart and secrets who would be your goalkeeper start with yourself Samani
3: heart it has to be Alan just to clarify is it in the mindset of at the time because at the time I, I think I'd do you know what in 03-04 if you'd have said to me I'd have picked Mar- I'd pick Marshall I think his upside was at that point much higher and I'll, I'll look you can just play the heart caveat from earlier again <laughs> I had to play pick Marshall in I mean, hindsight I probably wouldn't be correct But at the time if it's was 03 or 04 I'm You can't really do that you have, okay, to, well, you have to pick it on the basis of what their career's been Of course you do Well, well if, if it's that then it's Joe Hart then I mean this is an important point
1: uh, Could, aye. It's based on the idea Judge rules yeah, that was based on the idea of where they were at that season. It's based on th- that season versus this season. So the invincible that season was just mm. that season. So we took it for this season as am, opposed to what their careers did.
3: Am I working though on the optimism that I think David Marshall will go on and be?
1: You're working on the optimism of how but, he played in those fifteen games, for
3: instance, no, no, but I'm not changing because he's asking me to change it. This is <laughs> you a, do what you want. This is a power you, do
2: you, you do what you want. Scott Sinclair in that invincible treble season was a first pick. And that's why that's why he was a first. Absolutely, he was and a first pick. They combined eleven. Yes, but he did it over the course of the season. David Marshall played a handful of games and no, two outstanding games. Does that merit? Well, that's your argument. I, that's fine. That's fine. I, that's, your I,
1: that's your argument. That's
3: your argument. I was why. a Leipzig and heart fucked it. So I,
2: <laughs> I'm going Marshall.
1: Um, well, I'm going Hart. Uh, that good, mean that's a good start it?
3: If I, I'll,
1: I'll be the. I'll have the kind of yep. residing. Um,
2: Deciding By the way Just to let you know I don't really care So <laughs> Don't worry about hurting my feelings
3: Chris um,
1: I will mind, go, nasty yellow.
3: Aye, I'll go David Marshall
1: <laughs> Just on the basis that That we flip over Ron- Ronaldinho's head in the penalty save
3: I'd love it if just As we're like, Saying this You just heard you know, How the wee noise it, it makes when an email comes in Or like a Twitter comes in A know, Twitter a Twitter like. comes in I'd like it if that just started Going, going, going Because people like How fuck you pick Yeah <laughs> Your clickbait part of that.
2: Oh, aye. Actually, no. Actually, Joe Hart, you're right. Aye.
3: <laughs> you are such a fucking shite, man. Honestly. You are fucking spineless. What are you talking about? Absolute invertebrate, man. Actually, I'm no. Actually, no. Do you know Alan, what?
1: Alan Marshall. Alan Marshall. Oh, thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Threaten him.
1: <laughs>
2: right. Uh, actually, <clears throat> I'm. I'm, I'm Prepared to accept your justif- justification, gentlemen. are oh, you picking? Okay, left back. Um, it's Marshall. He's written Marshall. Pinged, didn't Marshall. It?
1: Marshall, aye.
2: Marshall.
1: <coughs> um, okay, so from the. Yeah, there's a couple of players who could play right right back so right back sorry not right back right back obviously we've got um, Alistair Johnson we've got Tony Ralson you've got Joranovic there but he's obviously left at this point but he did play a number of games none of these players played uh, played less than 10 games so for example Urich Lursen was part of the squad but he only played one game Adam McGadey only played four games um, players like that so if they're not here it's because they played less than 10 games um,
3: Uli Lawson is out in a technicality
1: <laughs> I know he'd be, I'd be the first name in my team sheet I tell you. Um, Momo Sella Diddy, Agat uh, is the O3O4 right backs, I guess. Because um, McNamara was playing left back that season. Uh, I'm pretty right, sure. Was yeah. McNamara was left back. So
2: uh, Sella and Agat, or AJ AG, uh, or Ralston? I immediately thought of Agat, but Agat and a 433. Also, it's that's.
3: Pre- yeah. Pretty good, though, and at right back. So he was. If you've got someone I, telling I remember, him what to do. I remember thinking. When he went, when he went to right back, I was just ah, it's not going to work out. It's it's too simple an idea. Actually, he was really, really good, and he was really good in Europe at right back. So, I think on the balance, I've been saying that Janaovic is, is a World Cup cup class defender, but it's not going to be pop- ah, do you know what? Probably janovic actually. He's probably just the best right back out of all. Okay. My head's gone here, man. The pressure's got to me. <laughs> <laughs> no even picked two players yet. Who would you go with?
1: You could, I mean, you, you technically could play McNamara because McNamara did play a couple I, of games. I at was back. assuming
3: that I would pick him, but we might have a bit of a tricky situation at left-back, so I might be glad there, Jackie Mack. Yeah, Chris? Do you want to come back to this? We could do. <laughs> no, no, I'll be... head on right now. Uh,
2: Juranovic is... Uh, I would... I think Juranovic is probably... But you're using you know right back then you know if you're taking it from then and what Agat had done for his oh, no. his recent period of work for the club I'd go Andy Stature in Europe uh, Agat probably is I Agat
3: yeah I do you know what I'm, I'm happy with that
1: Agat great okay. passage
3: of time can be cruel in the old mind can't it I, it can kind it of can make it you think Marshall.
1: yeah I mean Jesus Ulrich <laughs> Larsen. you know didn't have a chance
3: I remember when he came in and it was like yes I fucking left footed centre half it's like ah fit, fit oh. but he's not very good uh it's why, like why, why why doesn't he never play him
1: you know that um would you call it Chewing the Fat thing i'm um, not Chewing the Fat the um still game and it's like it's Isa and everyone goes oh, oh yeah <laughs> just, it's like it's a left-footed center half yay <laughs> from hibbs oh um okay let's go to let's go to left back um Michael Gray, who played ten games exactly, who genuinely is one of the worst signings. I know it was only on loan, but I remember him on my way to mm. Leon, and he oh, was one of the worst displays I've ever seen of a
3: fair a, age at that time as well, was he not? I don't think he was. I think, I think he was thirty. Okay, thirty,
1: fair enough. Um, <laughs>
3: just he what, was younger than <laughs>
2: no. anyway.
1: He, he let's was go. A, appalling. I remember individually in that game, he was appalling. Chris, you want to come in? Um, Ma- Michael Gray, Jackie McNamara, who was playing left back at that point, uh, Greg Taylor, or Burnaby?
3: He's not played ten games.
2: I'm so. I'm not a fan. Purely out of you know you know principle of putting Mike Namara at left back here. I know, but, but I don't want to pick Greg Taylor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Mike McNamara Mike Namara was outstanding, and I was all set to pick him at right back. But then I forget that. We never O'Neill could not get a left back. It was like a goalie, that left back Uh, goalie under O'Neill just you couldn't sort it.
2: We couldn't as a club. Uh, I mean, I remember you know there was so many kind of, you know, Danny Fox, yes, brilliant, looked like a football player. Lee Naylor for a week. Lee Naylor much the same. he was quite good though. He was he he was
1: good. He was good for about six months. He came in in January. He was great from January to to the summer, and then he was appalling, appalling, overstretching it. He just wasn't very good after that. I'm picking Mike (laughs) <laughs> he's been rogue
3: no I just I just think I, th- I, th- I thought McNamara was exceptional um, I thought he was great at left back I really did and you think about do you know I don't I'd be lying if I say I particularly remember him at left back but then maybe it's because he was so ruthless effective I think
2: I think we're new when he first came in he wasn't really in the side and I don't think it took him a while to warm up to him, and I reckon that... He really warmed up to him. He did, but he ended up playing him at centre-half. He played him in
1: central midfield as well.
2: Yeah. He played in central midfield against Barcelona. I mean, is, is there anybody that you've went not there on the side? Absolutely not. You're spineless. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs>
1: you know,
3: I know, I'm completely... Pathetic. This is really... What, are you to, what are do you think? Taylor player I played a candidate for this year. I don't think he'll get it, but he is a candidate. And Why would you not pick him? Um, Cause the, cause fuck, it's a... how long have you got? <laughs> I think I think he's been exceptional for us. Um I I think he's a player that he'll probably I could see him being here for a good number of years. I don't think that he will make a sounds dri- I don't think he's gonna make that. McNamara could
1: play in this team, he couldn't play in that team. Is that a question?
3: I don't think that's fair. Uh, and I, think I, that's... I don't think either could play in either, to be honest. I think they are both I don't think McNamara
2: I'm just asking questions here, guys.
3: Taylor couldn't have
2: played wing back. Right. But when we moved from three five two to four four two, the calibre of full back left back under Anil was that shite, I think Greg Taylor would hold his own no problem at all. No, but it is but it is, you know, because you, you think of that Martin O'Neal yeah. team and you think, you know, well when we start to get up the other end of the pitch, we're really gonna have to you know right. they're really gonna see the strength of that side. But there were so many weak spots in that it was one of them and Greg Taylor's a fine football player. Oh he's a good start, yeah. You know, he's a fine football player. In fact I think it's fair to say, which is probably why we should pick him. If we're talking about natural left backs and Martin O'Neill I
3: think Greg Taylor's better than any of them. Aye. Oh hands down. Uh, we'll it just, put him in but, uh, yeah I think if you're right footed left back's not a great start let's not hamstring the lads right okay Greg cool uh,
1: centre back and remember to try and put it into context of when the when the 0 team was <laughs> uh, Mialby Varga Baldy Valharan John Kennedy played I think uh, 16 games or something around that um, versus Starfield Vickers Welsh and of course Jen's played a number of games as well so who th- I mean, this is an interesting one, I think, because some good ten and a half, sir.
2: CCV definitely in for me. One it, you'd he'd written that down. Okay. CCV, and then it's another.
1: Okay, so we've got Meowby, <coughs> Varga, Baldy, Valharan. I think Valharan at that. I don't think Valharin at yeah, that point was yeah. was particularly inky'd gone at that point. Starfield. So Meowby, Varga, uh, Baldy, Starfield. It's probably the because you've obviously got Welsh and Jens, but Welsh hasn't
3: played Yes. See if it was a year, maybe two years before, I'd been inclined to go with Mialbi, but I feel two. like I feel like Baldy probably gets it.
1: Can they play? Would they play? Would they complement each other? I,
3: I'm, not, I'm not. I'm just
1: asking. That's just a question. Would they Baldy really, really fast, really aggressive? Yeah, CCV pretty fast and aggressive. Yeah. Both gun balls.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm both fast and aggressive. I like that. <laughs> Chris, no, I, 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 I think if Mialby, if it was two years before. But he was just I just on you the tub. Remember when he came in? It was a long, long time since he signed. So I think Ccv and Baldy will I'll be happy with that.
2: Um, again, centre halves for Celtic in that era as well. You know we never quite nailed it. You know we had Valharan in the first season. I thought was exceptional, yeah. but injuries caught up with him. Baldy had some great games for us, but he had some howlers on him. Varga, no. Mialbi. Baldy
1: played 50 games that season. Valharan played 16. Um, they're the centre-halves, so let me just see. Ilda Glisson played one. Uh, Varga played
3: 55.
1: Jesus. Um, and Mialbi played, let me just see, sorry. Mielbe played only played 18 games.
3: I think injury was really caught up in, didn't he? It was. I think he had a hip injury,
2: really bad hip injury. I mean, there's there is a part of me in my head saying you could put Starfelt in there, but I think
3: I'll go with Baldy as well. It is between Bobo and Carol, I think.
1: Uh, I'd go Baldy as well. I think. I think you're. I think
3: you're both both spot on. You'd see whatever one of them you pick in the pre-match team talk, you'd be saying to them. Cut the shite, lads. <laughs> Nothing stupid. Nae you pish. just get a two of them together and say like, because whoever the other one gets in on the bench, none of your nonsense, right? Carol, it's yes, Cameron carter because he's not up for any of your nonsense today. He's in a fucking film with lads, so don't piss him off.
2: I wouldn't want Balding and Starfelt to play together. I would just want CCB, CCV, or Vickers, as I call them, <laughs> next to either one of them. Uh, so you've got, so got we'll go th- with Balding.
1: So you've got your three. um Do you want a? Uh, one, do you want to just have it 1-2 the way we played just now? As in 1-6 okay. uh, and 2-8. So do you want two sixes and 1-8?
3: Three central midfielders. Uh, three central midfielders. Okay, okay that's fine. Okay. Uh, it's going to be quite important because I think this is... This is a doozy. This is the business end.
1: Okay, uh, so I'll go with 0-3-0-4 first. Uh, Neil Lennon, uh, Stan Petrov, Paul Lambert and Liam Miller. Think about that all three four season with Liam Miller, uh, Callum McGregor, uh, Matt O'Reilly, Rio Hatati, Aaron Moy, David Turnbull. Um, let me just tell you, I'll give you some stats in regards to how many games these guys played. Did you say Alan Thompson? No, I didn't. I put uh, Alan Thompson also. I've put him wide, but mm. I can give you a central midfield. Alan Thompson, Stephen Pearson also. I know Pearson played centrally, but, you know, not as many. Okay,
3: okay, don't worry about
1: that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, just in terms of games, um, Paul Amber played 22, Lennon played 53, Petrov played 55, um, Liam Miller played 40. Um played that many games for us? He played 40 in that season. Um, I don't
2: believe
1: that. He did, yeah. Forty games. Do you
3: believe that, Alan? Uh, yeah. Uh, See anything I hear anything, I believe it immediately. All
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, so, what, do you want me to go over them again, or have you got no. your three?
3: Okay, um, Chris, who's your three?
2: Lambert had been on the turn, but then I think so. As so, well, yeah. Paul's out. Lennon. No, I think Lennon was an exceptional player for us, but I think we've had midfielders who have got more in their game so Lennon's out Petrov he, he's he's in the mix we're <laughs> doing this like game show I'm loving it <laughs> <laughs> I think in the mix as well without a shadow of a doubt is Callum McGregor and Rio hatati is it McGregor
1: and hatati plus one again I don't think
2: I I want to kinda avoid the recency bias around this where you start to think you know how I don't think we're overestimating how good McGregor is because he's done that consistently for a long period of time. Hitati, I do think he's an exceptional football player, but I suppose he's only really been here for what, a year and a bit. So there's part of me saying, Cool down a wee bit there. But See if you want to put Alan Thompson available, okay, that's right. That's
1: right. I'm going to get some thoughts from uh, Alan. Just, we'll come back to you, Chris, with your actual choices, but we'll get some thoughts from you, Alan.
3: I I, I picked mine as Kalmak, Hitati, and Petrov. My only slight concern is just a wee bit more dig, maybe. But you've got two centre halves in there. Try to create a bit of balance, but Kalmak, Hitati, and Petrov are just three players I'd just love to watch. And just to really, really go even further against Samani here. My first go-to sub in the middle would probably be Alan Thompson. I loved him in Wembley really I Thought he's brilliant.
0: Really, uh, really enjoyed yeah, him.
3: Yeah. Um, and if you want dig, you want a man sent off. We <laughs> minutes to go. Get him straight on. Uh, but we'll need to well, come up with a blend here. We. Um, I, I think I think we
2: just picked the same midfield three, so I'm happy with that. But we can have a bit of a chat about his first sub. Uh, I'm not having that. So Alan Thompson.
3: I th- I really like Dan Thompson. I me too. I'm a Good big for a goal. I th- see. Be honest. When I, when I talk, his about delivery Tom, was exceptional. when I think Thompson like, from White.
1: Well. Set pieces and just yeah from White, but not only from White. From no, but no, mostly from White.
3: I liked him. I liked him in that kind of left hand side of a midfield three. Right. The, uh, left? No, but left of a midfield three. He played that a Who lot. The
1: fans are going to guess? left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna. If we're playing at this system There is no way you're putting him no. Up where you put fucking Dyson Maida oh, I know So he's not playing Ah, Poor Tomo That's shite McGregor Big fan Who else who, Is there somebody that you would like in there That's not in there <laughs> who's, the, not, who's the player that you feel is hard done by It's not so much No I had I think Lennon's the one that's hard done by
2: Lennon probably is the one that's hard done by And I'm kinda, mean, it, I'm yeah. cautioning against you know the, the 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 team being kind of current team heavy in terms of you know Tati and Kelmak, but I kind of get away for the fact that. I they mean, are you exceptional could, football players. You could
1: have Lennon, and I'm just—I'm not. You could have Lennon, McGregor, hatati Lennon, McGregor,
3: Petrov. You know, nah. I, you know, actually, I don't feel Lennon's had done by. I just like the irony that Neil Lennon has been left out of the team because we're picking all the technicians.
2: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> are we happy with that midfield three? Kalma, Hatate, and Petrov. Okay, it.
1: right. And Affleck. it's weird
2: because see, if you had picked, if you had picked the Neil's first season instead, of would three four. I would have Libo in there. Because mm-hmm. oh. I thought you were going to do that, and then when you said 0304, four, I didn't say anything. I held my peace. <laughs> <laughs> held my peace. Held my tongue. Um, okay.
1: Um, so that's the kind of midfield um, three. The forward line.
2: Uh, and do you know what? So take it back. Actually, see if you would picked the right year.
1: What was the right year?
2: The, the new <laughs> the, the the treble. A treble. His <laughs> favourite season. You know, you you would then have. Paul Lambert, you would think, how can we leave Paul Lambert out of that, man? You've, 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 you've totally fucked it, by the way. So, Calmack, Hitati, and Petrov. What are you talking about? See that midfield three? We'll do that next week. Nah, I'm not coming next
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> he's on strike. He's, he's, he's a whiny, wee.
3: Hey, come on, let's, let's um, get to the end of this team
1: here. Henrik Larson, I think, is probably your centre forward.
3: Would that be. Probably, probably gets an odd. Probably, probably gets an odd. Uh, so, what are we doing with it? Have we played two wide players or are we just fucking three guys up top? It's <laughs> just, I'm fine with right, I'll be honest.
1: Um, which is, well, it's, it's up to you guys. <laughs> what players do you want? So, let me talk you through. Yeah, if do you, you know like, I'm going to redress them out. Because right?
3: otherwise, our team team's going to get hard done by you.
1: Thompson, Pearson. On the left, Wallace Smith Maloney
3: is a f- like some <laughs> nice did is like, sweep sweep like. see, see what I mean about his team is going to be hard done. by? Um, like and
1: um, Wallace Smith Maloney, and then obviously Larson's already been chosen. Sutton Hartson and BT played a lot of games, um, but no one's picking BT. I can assure you that <laughs> uh, we also have <laughs> Alex Ivanovic, Maeda, Abada, Jota, Kyogo, and oh, we all know the current players, so uh, you know that's fine. I so mean- Larson is obviously your boy. Uh, no question.
3: Uh, I need Chris Sutton in that team. Uh, yeah. Sutton gets voted in for me. Absolutely. Okay, not okay. Sutton,
1: that's fine. That's um, why I just like
3: the idea of playing. Just play
1: three up front, yeah. Or we could do we could, somebody could play oh. in the hole and behind, maybe. Shh. Do you know what? We will just put Sutton up front, right?
2: Four, three, one, two. Yeah. Okay. So Sutton and Larson up front, and then somebody in the a ten. A, a ten. I oh, think. Or...
1: hello, hello, a ten. <laughs> this. Excellent.
3: Ooh. Fuck oh, aye, have got a new the pod and we've no hands. That, that's, that's pure clickbait, That <laughs> like, You won't um,
2: believe who the cynic guys picked in the Combined Eleven.
1: <laughs> I, I unintentionally, not, not that I don't like him, I think he's pretty funny, I think he's funny. Um, Kevin Bridges, I was just, I was on YouTube today and um i've realized that your english character that you do is exactly the same as ken <laughs> exactly yeah. the he same did steal it from me yeah and you are older so technically it's yours um, uh, okay larson and sutton is up front you just, um, you just
3: can't break those guys up just can't be done
1: thompson pearson wallace smith maloney maloney uh hartson's obviously there as well then you've got hacks maeda abada jota kyogo and oh so, really, honestly, you're looking at Jota, Haxabanovich,
3: or Maloney, probably, in the whole?
1: Is that yeah, fair? I mean, someone yeah,
3: else? I think you need a bit of craft. A wee bit more craft, to be honest. Better.
1: bit of... <laughs> 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 <That>. <laughs> he sounds like my me anyway, for some reason. Do you know it, what I
3: mean? <laughs> obviously, you could go Q, go up beside them. But, see, last and certain, I don't think they need anybody else.
2: No, they don't. Oh, right, that's I that's I the... Because... John Harson. I mean, John Harson scored a lot of yeah. goals for us at, at that time, mm-hmm. and even going forward. For then, I let me tell you. Let me tell you how many goals
1: Harson got that season. Is just
3: this not the year where we had the last time we had more than three players that scored more than twenty goals? I think could have been. I think it was uh, do, do, do. Um, do Right. Obviously, I this will be edited at this point, so we just hear the <laughs> wee background lift music.
1: Now, here, right, so, um, in, in regards to the goals, Sutton played 44 games and scored 28. John Hartson played 23 games and scored 10?
3: He's out. On that basis, he's out.
1: Larson scored 41 and 58.
3: He, well, he's all right then. He'll be fine.
1: That's the season last um, Sutton got Player of the Year, isn't it? I'm pretty
2: sure. That was the whitewash year, wasn't it?
1: Alan really Thompson. Like you're a half as well, Alan right? Thompson scored 13 goals in 44 games. So oh. Sorry, Chris. You could play him behind the, you could
3: nah, no. Play him in the hole. no. Nah, did you know? I think you might go for a wee bit of, a wee bit of Jota, maybe.
1: Jota. Jotroids. Number 10, Chris. Drifting. Oh, we get the nod from the big man there. That's
3: terrific. See, be honest, see with that midfield three and that front two. Jota can just stand there and look pretty if he wants. I mean, that team is good enough. Right, so let me talk you through... It's very much defenders and attackers, and that's what I like about this team. Fucking right.
1: Uh, let's look at the um, team that we chose. And remember, just to keep everyone in mind, it's the, the players as they were in 03-04. It's like they're frozen in carbonite,
2: and we've unfrozen them, and they're coming out, and they've no idea... Mar- it's Marshall for the game at Ibrox, and the game in the, the camp now. Yeah.
1: yeah. And do you know what? Fucking why not? Uh, Jesus. Um, that's fine. And also, he saved, the, he saved Ronaldinho's penalty at Parkhead
3: somebody wants to pick a goal it doesn't save penalties Aye, exactly. uh, Aye. for me it's either Craig Gordon or Joe
2: Hart we should put in the net because I don't care if Craig Gordon didn't play for either of them doesn't <laughs> save penalties but I want him in <laughs>
1: David Marshall is your goalkeeper. Again, the old 3 or 4 version of David Marshall. At right back, we've got... No last Saturday. Absolutely not. At right back, we've got Didier uh, Gatt. At left back, we've got Greg Taylor, um, centre-half parent of CCV and Bobo Baldi, which is terrifying, but also just fantastic. Midfield three of Petrov, McGregor and Hattati. Um We've got Jota in the hole, uh, basically having a free roll to do what he wants. And up front, we've got Larson... And Sutton. So I'm looking at one two, th- one, two, three, four, five. Five players from the current team and six players from the 03 04 team.
3: That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. That works well. Who's the gaffer? The gaffer
1: is. And your Neil,
3: <laughs> Martin
1: five. Postacoglu um, contract compromise. <laughs> yeah, he was
3: available.
1: <laughs> uh, now Tony Mowbray will be the manager, of course, because he loves to play expansive, exciting. So, uh, uh, uh,
2: just quickly, that's happy with that. That's okay. Five players for the bench. Oh, okay, give you Thompson. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Okay, bench, okay, let's, Jesus, you've you've blown me for a thing. Okay, bench, um, <laughs> pick nice. a goalkeeper, but goalkeeper would be Hart, right? Hart. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rob Douglas.
2: <laughs> Did Brotto uh, not play that season? Uh, less than 10 games. Uh, less than
1: 10. No, he didn't, actually. He didn't play that season. He wasn't at the club. Because um, remember, we tried to sign him, but he demanded way too much money.
3: That's... Christopher Gallagher is spouting the Celtic version of events there,
1: I'd imagine. No, no, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I did say that. No, well, that uh, rumoured by the club that he wanted way too much money. Well, I apologise, yeah. Big fan of Broto. Um, Hart and goal. I'm um, sorry, Hart first sub. Uh,
3: Jackie McNamara, I think.
1: McNamara. Hitchy options. From, McNamara. Uh, Thompson. Thompson. This is very 0 3 4 team laden. Um, think about Starfield, make, you know, O'Reilly, Moy, Haksabanovic. About uh, a bad
3: star fell, Scott. Star fell, I think, is your centre half cover. Well, Jackie Mack could do that as well, and Sutton could go back. Do we need to pick a centre half? We've only got five subs. Try to think of options here.
2: Do we do, do, can we have six? Because I didn't. I wasn't, okay, I do you know what? Do you know what?
1: Up.
3: We'll give you so we'll give nine you subs. <laughs> we'll give you, six.
2: Give you right. six. Right, Hart, Thompson, McNamara, Star fell. I like Star on there, I think. Lennon. Nah. <laughs> hack Sabanovich and lennon and kyogo probably isn't it kyogo a kyogo would be
1: or maybe hart over hartson i guess for the season yeah it would be <sighs> Aye, One, two, three four I only five
3: get ten. yeah i'm
1: fine with that uh, who's the who's who's the, so hart mcnamara thompson starfelt
2: card. lennon lennon Keogh. okay Keogh. you're on lennon okay hart, lennon. thompson yeah. mcnamara Starfield, lennon Keogh. no maloney
1: no no? no, okay, that's fine. Uh, great team, really good, um, really enjoyable. Do you um, remember the free kick in no. the last <laughs> match?
3: He's
1: never
2: forgiven
3: him. I haven't either. Uh-huh. I, don't know. I was at the last Wigan game, shouting <laughs> from behind the dugout. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, obviously we've got Ross County this this week. Um, Sunday, it's a twelve pm kickoff. Um, we don't really have any more information than we did last week so there's not really a lot we can kind of look at but uh, we'll have a full kind of uh, look towards it tomorrow on the weekend update um as we do we'll have a reaction to it um straight after the game christopher's going to be on that reaction so look forward to that well, indeed. um so yeah um we'll we'll cover the game over the next day or so um and uh, on the cynic.co, as I said, <coughs> excuse me, daily podcasts. Um, just a quick question from Ken. After Monday's shocking behaviour after the match, uh, the uh, the Celtic FC women's match, and previous from Scotland shame, Celtic not take. <coughs> so, I've seen some stuff online, and I think Ken's seen it here. What's your thoughts on Celtic forfeiting the last Derby signing... Uh, sorry, the last Derby game, citing safety for our staff and players as the reason? Only if we're twelve points clear. I, 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 no, I don't agree with that. I think I, think Celtic can make their case for that separately. Yeah. I don't think
3: um, you're looking to seek assurances, but I would hope that we're not at that stage.
1: No, Chris. Nah, nah. Uh, if you're interested, thanks for the question, Ken. If you're interested in the. Um, uh, women's uh, game at the weekend on, on Monday sorry um, the 1-8 draw with Rangers uh, there's a full Celtic FC women podcast um, Celtic women's football show it's on this feed and it's on the it's free on the website the if you have got the you can click it there's lots of free content there Um you don't have to be a subscriber but that's free on your on the website and as I say it's free on this feed that you're currently listening to so you can go back and listen to it Claire and Lorenzo talk uh, for a good hour they cover everything including the headbutt which was obviously an absolute disgrace and and hopefully um, he's held to account for, for that disgusting stuff. Um, but Celtic, Ross County weekend. Chris, we'll have you on the reaction. Looking forward to that. As we say, weekend updates tomorrow and will be available from about... I think it's 2 o'clock tomorrow. So listen out for that. Um, Alan, final thoughts? Are you looking forward to uh, Celtic of the weekend, of course?
3: Always, absolutely. Free Saturday, 12 o'clock Sunday. I'll be... Ready to go. Um, I'm just. I'm feeling a wee bit bad now because I feel, I'm just looking at the names that we wrote down there, and I feel that like we can, uh, we turned competitive there, and we might have said some things about certain players that probably is a wee bit unfair. So, sorry, players.
2: Okay. Weird. Um, I'd like to apologise to new scout Kevin as well. <laughs> uh, I wish uh, him all the best. I'd he like, like to warmly welcome to the football
3: club. We, we could get him a wee hamper, a send it to Lennox. Well,
1: well, when you go down to greet him on the Celtic Way, which apparently is a thing for um, uh, new don't tell stuff. him. Don't, don't Traditionally,
3: what you do, Aye. 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 you you can give welcome him a Welcome
1: people to the Celtic Way. We'll, we'll sort out a hamper for him. That
2: so nice. I love all members of the Celtic family. <laughs> so Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> weird. I love most of them. <laughs> I love enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, this has been the Celtic Weekly um, Dropping <laughs> every Every week, <laughs> every week. Um, So yeah, um, get involved uh, As I say, thecynic.co If you want to sign up for daily Celtic podcasts uh, Covering lots of different things um, And features and news, get involved Thecynic.co This has been a pleasure Chris Ormany, thank you very much
2: I've had fun the, the light's gone outside But not in your heart Christopher <laughs> Your heart <laughs> <laughs> A bit weird.
1: Uh,
3: Alan Edgar, it's been an absolute joy. Thank you. International Week is over for the season, so we don't have to do this again. Absolutely. Come on.
1: From Chris O'Mani, from Alan Edgar, from myself, Chris Gallagher, this has been the Cynic Weekly, and we'll speak to you down the road.